You're listening to Totten's Tom. Welcome back to another episode of the Titans Tom podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Staggs. Joining me, as always, my co-host, Tyler Staggs. It's playoff time. The Tennessee Titans are taking on the Baltimore Ravens in the wild card round. We're bringing you our game preview video covering all aspects of the game, bringing you the injury report and our quick hitters, bold predictions, keys to the game, and score predictions. But first, let's hear a word from the official sponsor of the Titans Tom podcast, Jacob Patterson. This is Jacob Patterson, official Titans Time sponsor, real estate agent for Caldwell Banker Southern Realty. If you are in the southern middle Tennessee area, whether it be Spring Hill, Columbia, or Lawrence County, call me today at 931-279-1707 for all of your real estate needs. Thanks, and let's have a great football season. Go Titans! It's playoff time. It's wild card weekend, and we still have Tennessee Titans football to watch, and more importantly, more Tennessee Titans football to talk about. Tyler, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm. It is wild card weekend coming up. The Titans are hosting a home playoff game against the whatever you want to call them, Ravens, Ratbirds, as Titan Anderson likes to call them, the uh, Purple Pigeons. Uh, I, I'm ready for it. Yeah, I definitely can't wait. Uh, I know you're. You can hardly contain your excitement over there. But first of all, let's jump into the injury report. Talk about who might potentially miss the game this week. Uh, who you know is coming off some injuries that we might see play, and who on the Ravens is in danger of missing the game. As of Thursday, uh, which is the latest injury report that we have at this moment, Aaron Brewer did not practice. Dennis Kelly did not practice. Roger Saffold did not practice. And A.J. Brown did not practice. Uh, making sure I uh, didn't miss anybody there. Dory Jackson also did not practice. Um, on the Baltimore Ravens injury report, D.J. Fluker did not practice. Mark Ingram did not practice. And Brandon Williams did not practice. So for the Titans there, definitely a banged up offensive line. Uh, especially you've got one of the backups that has actually came in and played very well, Aaron Brewer, who also did not practice. He's on the COVID list. Right now. Well, whatever he may be on, he did not practice. Uh, so I would assume he's most likely not going to play in the game if he is on the COVID list. I um, don't believe he can, uh, even if he's not positive for it now, uh, with the wait period they have to have, um, he won't be able to play. Right. Uh, but then you also have Saffold and Dennis Kelly, who did not practice. Saffold said in his interview yesterday, I believe, that he is playing this well, weekend. I mean, you know, I would hope so. You know, I would hope that players are going to do absolutely anything that they can to play in a playoff game, especially when, I mean, there's a, there's a real possibility that it's the Titans. I mean, we don't want to think of this, but there's a real possibility it's the Titans' last game of the season. I mean, it. you're right. We don't want to think of it. It could be. But our guys are going to go out there and give it everything they have. And like you said, I don't see these guys missing – this game because they know the importance of winning it and continuing on into the postseason. Now, Adoree Jackson and A.J. Brown both did not practice. I think this is most likely related to their injuries earlier in the season, and they're just getting some extra rest uh, right before this big playoff game. I believe so, too, and I think that may be the case with a lot of these guys 
is, you know, just extra rest days to make sure that they're going to be, you know, as good as they can be for the game. One man that does not need rest that's coming off of a 2,000-yard record-breaking season, Derrick Henry, whatever you want to call him, King Henry, definitely a lot of different things that you can call him now once you throw all of the, the different 2K scenarios into his nicknames. First running back ever to rush for over 2,000 yards at all three levels, high school, college, and in the NFL. So at whatever level he plays at, he just makes the competition look like they're a step below. I mean, and, and he had in high two- school, they look like middle schoolers. In college, they look like high schoolers. In the NFL, they look like they're playing college. And he had a 2,000-yard season, and not a single offensive lineman for the Titans made the Pro Bowl. I personally think that Nate Davis had a strong argument, but I mean, it, you could also twist that into you know saying something very good about Derrick Henry. But I, I do think Nate Davis had had a very, very uh, well, probably we, should have made the Pro Bowl. We had you know a couple offensive linemen that I would would have made the case for that Saffold they should have played well, that they should have been in the Pro Bowl. But you know it's what? It's a popularity contest. It, you know what? Whatever. Even if they would have made the Pro Bowl, we want them playing on Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> it's a tough road. Don't get me wrong. Very tough road. I mean, the AFC is a lot just from top to bottom. I mean, if you look at some of the top teams, it's debatable. But from top to bottom, the AFC is a lot better than the NFC. It's going to be a lot tougher for wh- whoever in the AFC. It's going to be a lot tougher for any team to make it all the way to the Super Bowl than it would be on the NFC side. I can agree with that. Uh, I mean, I definitely – I mean, when you look at the the NFC side, you have the Seahawks who have kind of been up and down all year long. The Packers are definitely going to be a tough matchup for anyone. The Saints um, who – I mean, they've had you know their ups and downs, but they're going to be tough to go through. And then – you know, same with Tampa Bay, but like you mentioned, the AFC, it's pretty much stacked from top to bottom. I mean, literally anyone can be. I mean, anyone. even a team close to, to to the bottom, like the Browns. I mean, that's a team that came out in the regular season and made fools of the Titans. They did, but going to be tough for them, I think, against the Steelers this week, considering how many players they've had on the put on the COVID list this week. We just have to hope that. This is as far as it goes uh, for the Titans as far as players going on the COVID list. I mean, we just really have to hope that nothing drastic happens between now and Sunday. You know, just keep your fingers crossed and hope for the best. But, you know, we've hit on these other teams. I want to get into this this matchup. Right, let's talk about the Ravens. This is the third time in basically a calendar year that these two teams have met. The other two times, met in Baltimore, first time, Titans just dominated them, knocked them out of the playoffs. Second time, things get a little uh, testy. John Harbaugh likes to get upset about the Titans coming out, standing on the logo. It's disrespectful. Man, just go coach the damn game. Like, don't don't be starting nothing. Game going along. Ravens play pretty good for about three quarters. Titans come out, A.J. Brown not going to be denied, puts them up 24-21. Ravens drive down the field, Justin Tucker ties it up. 
go into overtime. Who Derek, else? Who else but Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry ends it. So, you know this Ravens team is coming in. They're going to be fired up. They can act like, you know, it's no big deal about the other times. You know, John Harbaugh's kind of pushing off the other times. No, you're coming in motivated because of those other two times. Because the Titans stood on your logo the last time. They beat you in your house again. This is the this is setting up for what they believe is the perfect revenge game because now they get to come to Nashville. They're probably going to go stand on the Titans logo. If I had to guess, I mean, I, I just see it happening. And they're going to try and punch the Titans in the mouth and knock them out of the playoffs like what we done to them last year. But I'm telling, I'm telling you, it's not going to work. It's not going to happen like that. This is going to be a very hard-fought game. I think no matter what, it's going to be close. It's it's not going to be a blowout. It's going to be close all the way until the end. Definitely not going to see what we saw last year in the playoffs against the Ravens. I, I just I don't see any way that that happens. Now, if the Ravens do come out, stand on the logo, and lose the game, that's the end of their franchise. You can't do that. <laughs> you, you cannot come out, stand on the logo, and then lose the game. You absolutely cannot let that happen. That's, I mean, that is like the ultimate front, the ultimate, you know, show of whatever you want to call it, and then you just shit the bed. Yeah. I mean, you you absolutely cannot let that happen. So just for that, just for you know the the thought in their back of their heads. Okay, what if we do this and then we lose? I would be afraid to do it. I would be afraid to do it. But another but thing, again, you, you mentioned know- that the last two games were in Baltimore. The home team in this series is really, really bad. I mean, just over the course of, and especially in playoff games, especially in playoff games, over the course of play, the the playoff games that these teams have played against each other, the home team loses so much, so much. They do, but even, I mean, you look back to, I mentioned that last Ravens game. It took overtime. And, I mean, like I said, the Ravens played good for, you know, about three quarters. And when I say they played good, they had a lead on the Titans. At one point, they were up 21-10. to 10, and But this Titans team has no quit. They're going to keep fighting, keep finding a way to make things happen. And they just aren't going to be denied. Again, I mentioned A.J. Brown just, I mean, fighting through guys. We just needed a first down. He fought all the way through and got a touchdown. I mean, oh, I'm I'm, I'm just ready for this. He, he has <laughs> been a big play machine at the end of games this year, just period. Yeah, and I mean, the Titans have pretty much been battle-tested all year long because of all of these games that have come down to the last second, games where they've had to pull it out at the end and find a way to win, and they've done it. So most of the time, you know, we... Granted, you have the Steelers game, all that, but you know, most of the time they have found a way to win. I'm sort of upset that the Sammy Sloman era is over. I mean, <laughs> it, it was so good while it lasted. I just, I wish it could have continued just a little longer. I mean, could you imagine just the the clout that this guy would get for his career if he just, you know, leads a little a little playoff run with game winning field goals? I, I get where you're coming from, but, I mean, when it comes to kickers. It's not like Gus. Yeah, I mean, he has been good as of late, 
But we can't forget the way this guy started the season. But out of the two kickers, no, I mean he's who, definitely better. Who who has Goskowski, actually had clutch Goskowski moments in the playoffs is light years better. But there's something about Sammy Sloman being on the field. Maybe that something is him coming in for his first ever, you know, game-winning field goal and doinking, doinking it in. Doinking. <laughs> There's just something about that guy that comes in and doinks a game winner, first ever game winner, game winning attempt. I'm assuming mm-hmm. that you've okay, first ever game winning attempt, and he he has the balls to doink it. <laughs> I mean, something about that guy. Look, I'm pretty sure if you asked him, he would have rather it gone right down the middle versus doinking. There's in. something about the fashion that he did it in. It it's, makes it way way better. Now, but, don't get me wrong, definitely got to go with Goskowski. I mean, I'm by no means am I trying to make an argument for Sammy Sloman to start over uh, Stephen Goskowski. I don't even know if this guy likes being called Sammy. I mean... I, I'm sure he's fine with it. I mean, or you can just say what Will Compton said to him in his post-game interview. You're a fucking stud. <laughs> Steel Toe Sammy is what I kept seeing. I can't remember exactly which Titans player kept saying. Uh, Darren Bates. Darren Bates. Steel Toe Sammy. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Now, this Ravens team coming in, they've been pretty hot. Well, yeah, that, to I, I meant to mention that earlier. But Now, their defense has, has been solid pretty much all year. They create chaos is what their defense does. But, but their offense it, is hot. Here's what I want you to look at. Their last three opponents were – the Jaguars, the Giants, and the Bengals. You know, say what you want to. Yes, the Titans got beat by the Bengals. We we had an off game. But, I mean, how much can you really put into those last three games? Like, yes, people are talking about how they had 404 yards rushing against the Bengals. But it's the Bengals. You know, what? after they lost Burrow, this team really hasn't been the same. Right, you know? but so, I, I have always kind of been an advocate of, of the point that you can't necessarily make a point about someone's win against a certain team when your team lost to that team. No matter the circumstances, I, I just can't necessarily go against that. Well, here's what I'm going to say. Their biggest win, I mean, it, it came against the Browns. You know, that was uh, when they won 47-42. to 42. Lamar had to go take a shit, said he was cramping, come back out and, you know, win the game for them. But, and yes, they are getting people, you know, they're going to have more people back on defense than what they had the last time we played them. You know, Calais Campbell's going to be back. You know, he prides himself on stopping the run, but I, okay, I, 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 I just mean, don't know. Just long story short, Calais Campbell is a beast at stopping the run. He is, but Henry's went up against him when he was in Jacksonville. I mean, Calais Campbell, this is his first year on the Ravens, correct? I, the, I believe so, yeah. The Ravens brought him in. All these guys, All these moves that the Ravens made, they made to try and stop Derrick Henry after last year's playoff game. But Calais Campbell was on the Jaguars. 
last year. Henry, I mean, he had pretty good games against him last year, did he not? He did. And I just But the he, the, the, the Jaguars also don't have the supporting cast surrounding on defense that the Baltimore Ravens do. Now, Henry had a great, had a good game against the Ravens last time they played this season. Right, but Calais Campbell was out. Right, but, I mean, he's still against that supporting cast that I was just talking about. Right, and I still – our offensive line Now, if is, I'm not mistaken, they were also missing Brandon Williams. I believe so. But our offensive line is coming in off of – the whole Titans team is – off of winning the AFC South, Derrick Henry posting 2,000 yards in a season, they pride themselves on what he has been able to do this season, and they know that they helped him get there by their blocking. So they're going to be fighting hard in the trenches. I just I do not see this Ravens defense slowing Derrick Henry down. The only way I see them even possibly doing that a little bit is if they really commit pretty much everyone to him and trust their corners to man up on Corey Davis and A.J. Brown. And I feel like if they do that, we're going to see those two have a field day. I I have a really bad, really bad feeling about the way that Week 17. Now, obviously, Derrick Henry played a great game. Ryan Tannehill played a great game. Um... I mean, the stars, A.J. Brown, they all played a a really good game. But I just have a bad feeling about the way that they let the Texans stay in that game. That should have never happened. It shouldn't have. But let me ask you this, because I've been seeing a lot of people saying this. Do you think that maybe, just maybe, Vrabel has saved some stuff for the defense? For the playoffs. Like he knew this team could make it there and he didn't want to completely show his hand just for when they make it here that all of a sudden, you know, maybe they they flip a little switch and not saying they become the best defense in the league, but say they become just a little bit better than what they have I been. Absolutely, I, I absolutely cannot jump on the train that – Mike Vrabel is a good enough defensive play caller. Head coach, amazing. But a good enough defensive play caller to be holding something back in preparation for the playoffs and that he's just going to play it out and and have a much improved defense. I mean, he had a bad defense when he was the defensive coordinator in Houston. And I, I honestly, I just think he just is a bad defensive play caller and a bad defensive coordinator. But – I, I don't know. I, I just right. I don't well, see that to be the case. Let me throw this out there at you, though. One thing that the Titans do have in their favor is they they beat the Ravens twice in the past calendar year. They have that blueprint. They were the ones that showed the blueprint on how to beat the Ravens. Granted, I know this last game was a little bit different from the one last year in the playoffs. You know, yes, the Ravens were able to put up more points. They had a lead on us for a little bit. You know, you have J.K. Dobbins, who he was the main back whenever these two teams played earlier this season, but he's starting to put together some really good games kind of going off. 
But it's just something about when the Titans play this Ravens team, they their defense knows more of what to do. Like, don't let Lamar Jackson just get out of the pocket and kill you with his legs. You know, make him throw outside of the numbers. And I believe if they can take away Mark Andrews, that's going to be really big in helping them. Because, you know, Mark Andrews is probably Lamar's favorite target, I believe. I just, the one thing that scares me is that the Titans have recently been having problems with giving up the one thing that you know you have to stop. Like coming into this game, you know you have to stop and contain Lamar and his legs, him getting out and running the ball. Not only just Lamar, but the running game in general. Against the Texans late in the game, you knew that you couldn't give up that big play. What did they do? They gave up the big play. It's just simple things like that that they have done over and over again. And I'm sure if you looked over the course of the season, you could find several more examples. That's just one thing that scares me is it's like they it, everyone knows, the Titans know, the fans know, that there's one thing that they got to focus on, got to stop, and it, it's just it's like they they know they have to, but they just don't. And this is one reason why we level each other out so much, because if all of our listeners haven't figured it out yet, you're a little bit more pessimistic, and I'm a little bit more optimistic when it comes to the Titans. And there's times where we can kind of level each other out. And then there's times where me and you butt heads over this because, no, you're you're wrong on this. You're stupid on that. Like, no. But, I mean. I agree. And, and I also, I have, to, I have to give you this. Although I, I think it may be close. Uh, just for, from the, you have no, you haven't given a score prediction that is not in favor of the Titans all season. And, and that's only that's only one reason that I'm saying this. But I think that I would have to give for this podcast the award of biggest Titans fan. I think I would have to give it to you. Well, I'm I mean, I will I will gladly accept that, but you've only picked against them once. And that was the Green Bay game. You've got and, a, you've got a bad thing coming. Whoa. You've got a bad thing coming. Do not tell me. In just no. a moment, we're going to get to our quick hitters. In just a moment. Oh but let's gosh. wrap let's wrap this up before uh, we do. Uh, <laughs> anyway, here's what I – going back to Vrabel calling the defensive plays, I'm going to say that I will agree. He is not the best defensive coordinator, but I do believe that there may be a few things that he's possibly kept up his sleeve just for the playoffs. I mean, I know it's listen, we're talking about a guy that played for Bill Belichick and in some ways is trying to be a bit like Bill Belichick. So you, he, you, can, that, you can't ever really, you know, say you, you never say never. Right. Because I mean, Belichick, his biggest thing for defense has always pretty much been whoever their main guy is. He's not going to be the one to beat us. You know, we're going to take him away. Their other players have to find a way to beat us. And 
you know, I like to And believe- offensively, it's like just the opposite. It's like, let's beat them with whatever wide receiver we just got from Foot Locker. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Belichick, he, he can kind of keep some things back and store it away just to bring them out at the right moment. And I think, I think we could maybe see some of that from Vrabel. And, I mean... One thing we, that I we, am very optimistic about is I'm, I'm very, very optimistic about the same thing for Arthur Smith. I think you're going to see some genius things from Arthur Smith. Let's hope so. And Like the uh, play-action deep pass to Khalif Raymond last year in the divisional round. I mean, I, I think you're going to see some fantastic offensive play calls like that coming out of, of Arthur Smith. And another bright spot, we finally started getting more pressure on quarterbacks last week against Deshaun Watson. Because designed blitz. But look, I mean, blitzes, it's it, crazy that blitzes help you get to the quarterback. We need to do that against Lamar. And, of course, you have to be smart about it because you cannot let you cannot lose contain on him. But if you can get pressure on him and not lose, you know, the containment on him, we've seen last year in the playoffs what that can cause. Make him throw a ball a little bit high, get it, pick it off. He gets frustrated, gets a penalty called on him for how he tackles. Um, was it Byard that had intercepted it um, last year on the on the tip? Yes. Yeah, it was Byard. And then. I think get back there and you make him fumble because you're making him hold on to the ball just a little bit longer than he wants to. So if you can get that pressure on him, that's going to help out tremendously. But like you have to get that pressure and not lose contain. I think the biggest thing to watch for here uh, is Vrabel going to have something hidden up his sleeve. I personally think no. I think he's just a bad play caller defensively. Great head coach, bad play caller. I don't think he's going to be coming out with any any tricks or or aces up his sleeve, anything like that. Like I said, I'm not going to say he has a lot of them, and I'm not going to say that all of a sudden this defense is going to flip a switch and be a top 10 defense. Hell, it's not even going to be a top 15 defense. <laughs> but but I, it might not be the worst. <laughs> but by gosh, we might can get to a top 25 defense. <laughs> like – I just I think he has just a couple things that you know other teams have not seen from this defense yet that could make enough of a difference. And the Titans defense has been really good as far as causing turnovers this year. So if we can do that to the Ravens, that's going that's going to help out a lot. All right guys, it's time to get into our quick hitters, keys to the game. Bowl predictions and score predictions. Tyler, kick it off. What is your key to the game for the wild card round of the playoffs? We're in the playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to take the key to the game that you had earlier this year for this okay. for the Titans and Ravens. You have to get up on the Ravens early. I like it. And you know, don't take your foot off the gas. I like it. I, I mean, like just it. get up on them, make them play from behind. I like it. It sounds like that came from a smart man. Debatable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with, um, I think that if you're the Titans, you got to take risks. I think, you know, if you're at midfield and you come up on a fourth and five or, you know, something fourth and medium, I think you got to go for it. 
I think you got to take risks and be bold and, and make things happen. Were you not watching this Texans game this last week whenever they were close to midfield and went for it on fourth down and Tannehill got sacked? Hey, I, I just think that you got to come out and, and be dangerous. Look, I, I I get where you're coming from, but if you're getting to midfield against this Ravens team and you have the best punter in the league, send him out there and pin them deep. Make them drive the whole length of the field. Be dangerous. All right. I I respect your key to the game there. Now, what is your bold prediction going to be for this game? I actually haven't thought of one. Um <laughs> I, know, I know that's bad. I know that's bad. But I, You know I, going into this that you are the one to give the bold <laughs> prediction I, I, okay. first. I know. I know. Um, I, I'm going to say um, that Khalif Raymond – Raymond. Sorry, I kind of butchered his name there just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, I'm going to say that he is going to sort of have a repeat performance from what he did in the playoffs against the Ravens last time, except this time I believe that Khalif Raymond is going to have two touchdowns. Instead of just one. All right. Khalif Raymond, two touchdowns. And, I mean, just going off how much playing time he's had this year. Not a lot. Which that's is not a lot. Extremely, but that's almost <laughs> as bold as last week you saying that Anthony Ferkser was going to have three touchdowns. Uh, I agree. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I have to give it to you because he hasn't had a lot of playing time. We haven't seen him very involved in the offense. So, I, I like that, and you know, which the Ravens' defense after last year, they see him back out there now. They may uh, they're going to be watching. They may hone in on him some more. My bold prediction is going to be that Jonu Smith is going to lead the way for the Titans in receptions and receiving yards. Okay, okay. I, I see you making a push to tie it up one to one. Just you know, for anyone well, wondering, it's it's still one to nothing at this point. Now, obviously, we're going to carry it over into the playoffs. Keep oh, yeah. the scoring going. Um, but no, I'm not going to say that that's not bold because he hasn't been doing that as of late. Exactly. We we've seen him involved a lot at the first of the season, right. and you know we've seen him involved. A little here and there. Here and there, right. You know, going through the season, but nothing like at the first of the season. So I feel like, kind of like with your Raymond right. prediction, that this one is pretty bold. And, I mean, I kind of like the odds for it a little bit because... I think where you're going to get hurt is with receptions because he could take one, you know, 50, 60 yards any day of the week. Right, and but with receptions, I think that's where you're going to get hurt a little bit because, I mean, you've got A.J. and you've got Corey. You've got those guys that are taking receptions away from him. Uh, they are. Earlier in the season, like we were talking about, though, it was pretty much evened out between right. those all three of those guys. So, I, But I'm going to go with that, and I, wanted, I didn't j- just want to say receiving yards. I wanted to throw in the receptions as well. Wasn't going to get too crazy with the touchdowns. Even though he's scored the first two touchdowns, or the first touchdown in the last two games, I believe is the correct way to say that. So, yeah, that definitely cleared up a little bit. 
So now get to the score predictions. What do you think? I'm going to go with the Titans 27, Ravens 24. I'm going to completely flip-flop your score, Ravens 27, Titans 24. I, man, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still in shock right now. That I, I, mean, I mean, I know you have to put your thoughts out there and what you actually believe for this game. I just and, think that the Titans have been getting the better – of the Ravens, I, I think it's a little overdue. And just looking at the trends, especially in playoff games, the home team doesn't perform well in, in this series, Titans versus Ravens. Um, I just kind of have to go with my gut here. Now, if the Titans lose, I'm blaming you for picking against them. You you, <laughs> you can't. I mean, even though I, I did – I was right about the Packers. But we're – we're not going to talk about that. Anyway, I'm one and zero in predicted Titans losses this season. So, guys, don't harp on him too hard. I mean, everyone has their own opinion. He he would be wrong. You don't you don't have to take up for me. I I can take it. I can take it. You're not the one that even reads the comments, so I don't even know what I'm I do. Saying. I do actually go through and read them. Um, and you just let me do I, the reply. I appreciate the comments, guys. Um, also, sometimes some of the guys that come from other teams. Maybe even Titans fans sometimes can be a little bit of an asshole. But, hey, I enjoy every comment. No, even even if someone's an asshole, I still enjoy that comment. I do, too. Even if I get worked up a little bit. But, you know, hey, at end of the day, it's all in fun. Exactly. I like it. So, any Ravens just fans come that... come talk about sports and, and just kind of let loose for just a second. Yeah, any Ravens fans that possibly watch this video, you know, hey, give us your score prediction. Give us your bold prediction. Titans fans as well. Give us your bold prediction and score prediction. We'd love to see it. That's right. And connect with us on social media as well. The two that we're most active on, on Twitter, it is Titans underscore time. On Facebook, it's Titans time. We are also on Instagram, Titans time podcast. And make sure that you're tuning into the podcast on any podcast app. Uh, if you're obviously listening on the podcast, um, then you know, you're know you already there. You're halfway there. Just go ahead and subscribe. Leave a rating. If you're on YouTube, those apps will be popping up. Um, just go on there, search Titans Time, and subscribe to all those cool things. And our website, TitansTimePodcast.com. Make sure you go check it out. Everyone watching on YouTube, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe. Turn on our post notifications. Like the video. Share the video. And like I mentioned earlier, leave us some comments. You know, Let us know. You know, your keys to the game, bold prediction, score prediction. We want to hear all of it. We love the interaction. And, guys, we're trying to hit anywhere from 800 to 1,000 subscribers by the end of 2021. So, like I said, if you hadn't already, hit that subscribe button. Also, let me know in the comments how stupid you think I am. Ravens 27, Titans 24. I mean, that's all you need to know. This has been Titans time, and, and as always... Well, well, just remember, the Titans are never satisfied right now. We all we got, and we're all we're need. we need. We are all we need. Butchered that a little bit there. But going into the playoffs, we're not satisfied right now. We want that Super Bowl. This has been Titans time, and as always, tighten up.